welcome to Bumblecast Live. I am your live host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me live is my live Bumble co-host, Kyle JCRB Krause. <laughs> are we live? I'm not so sure. Is this? We is are this... brimming with vitality and life. Is this the? Are you sure this isn't the 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 end? Are you sure this isn't like purgatory or something? <laughs> are we? Are, are, is this where we're stuck at now? Is this what we do? Is this just how we are? Uh, if we are, there are far worse fates. I mean, that's true. <laughs> we do have many people already asking questions in the chat right now. <laughs> when we started, it was a uh, truly a fascinating waterfall and frightening to watch. So before we wade into that deluge, if you are new, here are the ground rules. Please ask only one question at a time and wait for that to be answered before you ask your next one. Uh, Super chats have a 90, 99% chance of being answered tonight. If you uh, submit us a super chat and we don't get to it, it will be rolled into the next priority recording session. Um, Big thank you to Jennifer R and Professor Rye who are helping to manage all these questions so that Kyle and I can just focus on our thing. And I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, be nice to Jennifer, guys. Be nice, and uh, don't don't go too crazy. Um, also, be nice to Rye, but Jennifer really is the one you want to be nice to because she's the one doing <laughs> a lot of the a lot of your work for your stand a lot of the work for your standard questions. So. Well, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure because you you got this you got this color thing going on with your pasting. Uh and it's dumb. So it's it's acting up. But that's okay. We're making it work. So let's go ahead and get started. We got this one with the winner <laughs> to start us off is Vlad C. I've finally discovered your most grave sin to Sonic Riding. Sonic Frontiers had no inclusion of long time no see. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> well, I mean, you got me dead to rights. What can I say? I I fumbled. Yeah. I will be turning in my gun and badge. Yep, turn in your Sonic card. That's that's what it is, I'm sure. Uh you're a loose cannon, Flynn. Here's one from Ink Pants. If this was a Western shootout film, I'm hiding behind a barrel, not on the street. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> That's not a question. That was a comment. <laughs> Thank you, Ink Pants, I suppose. I, I can't fault your reasoning. I mean, take cover, clearly. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if that was a, a copy problem and tails has a question sonic has amassed thousands upon thousands of rings in 2022 with the filing deadline coming up how does he plan on outrunning the irs <laughs> i mean what are they gonna do send badniks after him oh no the robots he spent his career smashing how uh, terrifying i mean didn't we say that even eggman didn't screw around with the irs <laughs> I mean, Eggman actually fears bureaucracy and order and paperwork. He acknowledges its existence. Sonic's like, eh, whatever. 
Okay, okay. By, by the time they organize an audit, he's going to be in a different time zone. Good old tax evasion. Oh, and my colors went away for my questions. I can tell. <laughs> Here's this one from Hyder S. <clears throat> do you think Eggman has any contingency plans in his death? F in do you think Eggman has any contingency plans in case of his death, be it by hedgehog or old age? What would they be? I'm on the fence on that one. On the one hand, I see him as being arrogant enough to think he can solve death that he will find a way around it that he can never be defeated or killed or removed from the equation. He is the constant in his universe. You just happen to be in the same proximity as him. So I can see him not having a contingency in that case. On the other hand, I do see him thinking about it and plotting ahead 12 steps and having some kind of fallback, whether it's, a brain upload or there's some E100 stored away that is just basically metal Eggman or something, which would inevitably come to life and decide that it's the true Eggman and the squishy living one is now obsolete and tries to take over the empire. We've seen that story a hundred times. Mm. So I don't know. There's, there's a few ways you could go about it. Yeah. It, make, it makes some sense to me. I figure he'd just leave everything to Sage. It's yours now. <laughs> I mean, given how cavalier he is with the Eldric gods and incredibly dangerous machines he wield, I'm more inclined to say he doesn't think about it. He has no preparations for death because he won't die because he's Eggman. Why would he die? That's not that's not a plan. That's not a thing he's going to do. He's not anticipating that. Why would he do that? All right, here's a question from Badantiget. With how Amy has several powers that lean into mysticism, would you want to see that aspect be leaned more into? Sorcerer Supreme Amy Rose would look awesome, especially with the cloak. <laughs> I, I won't deny that. You're not wrong. Uh, the thing with mysticism is it is very tricky to keep a handle on the minute you let the genie out of the bottle. And I don't mean eraser. It becomes very hard to keep things moderated. Like the great thing about supersonic is you have to have the chaos emeralds, which have to be hunted down. There is a limitation to accessing that power. There's a limitation to holding onto that power. The power is incredible, but there are ways to temper it narratively. If you go too far sorcerer, sorcerer supreme mystic with Amy, then it becomes a question of why doesn't she just solve all the problems in the world? If she can tap into some magical power, why doesn't she, you know? So mm -hmm. I would like to, if maybe one day that became an avenue to explore with her character. But personally, if you're going to have any kind of magic or mysticism, there needs to be hard rules or hard limits. Cause the, the instant you start having like infinite wishes, all peril goes out the window. 
anything yeah. can be resolved. So it would have to be treated very delicately. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we have a lot of super chats already. We're up to 28 at least. So, oh, uh, so yeah, let's jump over and do some of those for a bit. Starting with this one from Supersonic Fan. Thank you. Uh, what would happen if Movie Sonic met Rough and Tumble? Would he try to befriend them? Would they fight? If they did, how would it go? Kind of depends on who initiates the confrontation. Like, can Rough and Tumble try to jump Sonic? He's going to kick their butts. Yeah. But if he happens upon them first, he might just try to be friendly. And then they try to step to him with their big rhyming thing. And he's like, that is so cool. Let me try. And then they think that he's making fun of them, but then he's like, no, 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 no. I totally want to get in on this tails. We got to try it. And they're like, well, wait, he's, he's actually kind of on our level. Maybe he's not so bad. And then they kind of hang out and they have fun. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> and then they find out, then they remember that, oh yeah, Robotnik hired us to take him out. But I don't know. I kind of like this version of Sonic. Um, <laughs> uh, well, sorry, kid. We, you know, they start half-hearted throwing punches. Sonic's trying to talk him down. You don't really want to do this. We know, but it's professional pride. No, no, okay, I get it, I get it. Oh, no, you totally hit me. Oh, shoot, did that hurt? No, 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 cool, it's it's, it's just fine. Let's go with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow, wow, very different. <laughs> very wholesome it battle to very, the death. It is very wholesome. Yeah, yeah. Until or, Knuckles comes in and thinks they're actually fighting and he tries to kill the two of them. Ah, well, that's fine. <laughs> Lord Van Oscaro is here with the Super Chat. How would you do an Alice in Wonderland story starring Tails? Would it be like the storybook games? And if so, who would play which role? I would imagine it would be like a storybook game. I think we've done Alice before, maybe? Not maybe. with Tails, though. But not with Tails. Always... Tails would be, I assume, the lead character in this instance. Right. So Tails and all of his logical sense being tossed into a world of whimsy could be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we did it with Cream as Alice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would probably be largely, did, uh, largely the same. We did Wizard of Oz with we, Cream. No, we did Wizard of Oz with Sonic. Hmm. Because yeah. I'm imagining Cheese is Toto. I but I mean I am yeah, behind I mean, on my bumble lore. Yeah, I think Sonic was one of the was Sonic the Scarecrow or something. Maybe in that instance, maybe it was both. Maybe. Hmm. I don't. I don't remember exactly. But either way, yeah, we've touched on this before a little bit. So, but there's fun ways to play with it. Yeah. Again, Tails trying to logic his way through a world of nonsense and. <laughs> I know Blaze is technically the cat, but I see Sonic being the Cheshire more than anything else. I mean, his personality is definitely more, yeah, more in that place, yeah. Make, and since it's, you know, storybook and characters can kind of be whoever, Amy makes a lot of sense as the Queen of Hearts. Mm-hmm. I mean... Off with his head as she swings the gavel, which is to say giant Pico Mallet. That's a little on the nose, actually. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's attended to by all the Sonic Shuffle cards. <laughs> wow. I guess that would make some sense. That's pretty good. 
Uh, Rotor gets brought out of retirement so he can be walking side by side with Eggman, Walrus and the Carpenter. <laughs> Who's the Mad Hatter? Uh, Knuckles. He's the only one who could canonically wear wears a hat. <laughs> no, Fang. Fang. <laughs> Fang yeah, because you got Fang as the Mad Hatter, you got Bean as the March Hare, and you got uh, Bark as the Team Mouse. I mean, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, good luck finding a teapot large enough to fit Bark into, but or maybe he's super tiny. There's a lot of ways you could go with that. He's <laughs> a tiny, cute little Bark. <laughs> oh, he's adorable. <laughs> Some uh, kind of horrible amalgamation of all the end bosses to make the Jabberwocky. <laughs> I'm seeing a suggestion Perfect of honey. Gaia bio lizard. I'm seeing a suggestion of honey as the Cheshire cat. Yeah, I mean she would work too, but I think just you gotta have Sonic in there somewhere, so I can see I just see Sonic lounging on the tree branch, kind of lightly playfully trolling tails. And then going into a spin dash that vanishes into nothing. Yeah. 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 It's definitely more Sonic style. Oh. All right. Uh, Let's move on to a super chat from OzJam. Thank you. With season six of My Hero Academia ending today, don't worry, no spoilers for me. What have you enjoyed about the season or the series as a whole from what you've watched? Uh, of the series overall, it reminded me of how exciting superhero stuff could be. Um, I kind of grew tired of what I grew up on in the 90s. And for me, Hero Academia felt like a fresh revisiting of all these tropes. A, a new way of looking at what made superhero stuff so much fun. And there were a lot of callbacks to Western comic stuff that was like, I get that reference thematically, <laughs> but it's, it stands alone. It's its own thing. That's cool. Um, and if anything, all might kind of gave me a greater appreciation for Superman. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. Now I see where the Paragon and the worship and the hope could stem from. Cause to me, Superman has been kind of mired in all the, stuff that has happened over time all might being a little more street level i guess kind of made it click for me a bit better um the cast is delightful the arcs have gone in interesting ways generally it's been gorgeous to behold um i'm not gonna go too much into lamillion's arc because i don't want to cry on air and uh yeah, the latest season, I mean, the last two major events, one felt like a degree of escalation that I don't see them walking back. This is the genie in the bottle moment. And I haven't read the manga, so I don't know how far ahead it is with material or how they're dealing with it. But it's like, you have introduced such a cataclysmic power. <sighs> How do you deal with that? How do you resolve that in a way that's going to be, feel satisfying? So we'll see how that goes. And then where things are wrapping up now, it's kind of a nice 
uh, lower stakes, slower pace approach to things compared to just how freaking insane the previous arc was. But I'm not sure. It, it almost feels like it was taking too much time. Again, haven't read the manga. I don't know how faithful the adaptation is and how the pacing goes between the two. You know, maybe they had to stretch things out to fill a season without going into filler. I don't know. But in general, I have enjoyed the ride. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a super chat from Oscar the Bearcat. Considering how he can sting people multiple times, does Charmy have a pseudo stinger like some male bees do? I wouldn't even attempt to apply real world biology to Charmy, but sure, that works as an explanation. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. All right. We have a very generous super chat here from JJ Slider. Thank you very much. Uh, Tailsube implied endless possibility slash infinite Sonics in the game multiverse. One possibility equals one parallel universe in Boom slash Archie plus maybe the games. So is there an endless slash infinite amount of parallel universes in the game multiverse? Now, keep in mind, Tails was speculating because he has no way to actually monitor or investigate this with hard science yet we know for a fact that blaze's universe exists but beyond that it was more speculative so if you want to say that there is a myriad of possible sonic universes out there and thus everything is canon Mm -hmm. the official material isn't going to contradict you (laughs) <laughs> but if you're waiting for immediate validation of any particular spinoff material, it doesn't necessarily have to happen because maybe that one isn't real and Tails didn't really nail that one down. Does In t- other words, think what you want to think. <laughs> Does Tails know the uh, that the real world exists, that the, our universe exists? No, that's... Because that he, is a level of meta acknowledgement that I don't think we should ever. Because really he's broadcasting to us, so he should know. <sighs> <laughs> he's streaming. Kyle, these are the types of questions that we he, we dread people bringing to us. Why are you bringing it yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't dread it. I'm not the one who has to answer. <laughs> You Judas. <laughs> Are you canon to Sonic? Everyone is canon to Sonic. <laughs> when everything's canon, nothing will be. Oh, finally. Oh, finally. Finally. Uh, Legendary Pro Skater has a super chat question. How would a crossover between Transformers and Sonic go? It would be pretty awesome, uh, I think. We've, yeah. We've talked about it before, and it would be pretty cool. I mean, Sonic is known for taking on extremely large robots, so I think it would just kind of hinge on him taking out Decepticons and them going, how is this possible? Yep. I mean... What one issue alone just has to be Sonic feeding Starscream humble pie, page after page. I mean, come on. 
please. Yeah. yeah. Everything else would be fluff. Eggman teaming up with Megatron and the vile inevitable betrayal. Uh, <laughs> Tails and Wheeljack geeking out over tech. Uh, we could go on and on and on. But yeah, I yeah. think the biggest thing is Sonic just making Starscream cry. <laughs> it's what Starscream deserves. <laughs> Oh boy, it would be fun. I would. I'm really, really, honestly surprised we haven't seen it yet. Because, I mean, IDW's had Transformers for years. Unfortunately, they won't have it for much longer. I don't think. But, uh, well, uh, missed opportunity. Oh well. We have a uh, question from channel member Sunblister16. Thank you for your support. Standard four-issue miniseries where movie team where movie team Sonic meets modern team Sonic to fight both Eggmen. How's it go? I would hope it would lean on the fun of it and not dwell too hard on the multiverse or mm-hmm. the lore implications. Uh having the ever eccentric Eggman try to share a spot like with Jim Carrey-esque Robotnik. I don't know if there's enough pages to fit all that ego. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's true. Add either Sonic into the mix, it makes it even worse. Uh, There would be an interest, it would be interesting to uh, delve into the differences between the characters. Uh, movie Sonic's relative inexperience and more childlike nature versus Sonic's unflappable, cool, and seasoned hero-ness. Movie tales, likewise, his youth and inexperience and his kind of bedazzled hero worship versus modern tales' more experience grounded and focused on personal growth. Mm. Movie Knuckles' is hardened serious warrior and knuckles oddly enough not as severe (laughs) of the two of them Mm -hmm. it'd be kind of neat to see how that mixed and matched and who got along with who and inevitably they come together to defeat the eggman obviously but i think the most fun would be is is just comparing the two and seeing where they clash and where they uh jive yeah yeah. All right. Uh, what? Uh, oh, um, no more questions tonight, folks, for uh, standard questions. Um, we have uh, many already, and Jennifer is tirelessly over there working hard on gathering them all up. So thank you guys so much for asking your standard questions. And uh, but the Super Chats will continue. The Super Chats will remain open. <laughs> super Chats will remain open until morale improves. I mean, wait, no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody, so much for asking questions. We're already up to, there's 80 on the list right now. I think there's way more that haven't been copied over yet. So, so yeah, we're going to call it tonight. We got a lot, so. But thank you so much for asking all your questions, and uh, hopefully we'll get to them in a future episode. We have many of these standard question 
stream questions backed up now, so <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, thank you everybody for your patience, and uh, we're gonna keep going. Here's this one from Alex120. Does Sonic's unused bunny with a bow tie concept art have a name? I believe there was like a in production name at some point, but I don't know if that was like official, like that if that had gone through all the proper channels to get nailed down. But um there that might be in some archive somewhere with some correspondence, but I don't know it off the top of my head. All right. Here's a question from we're gonna go switch over to standard questions for a bit, actually, coincidentally enough. This one is from Metal Skulkbane. Was the last issue of Archie Mega Man basically a glor- glorified poster collection, or is there a hidden depth to it that that eludes me? Not gonna lie, I had mixed feelings about that one. Uh it was meant to be a slideshow of sorts of where where we wanted to go with the series and as a an homage to what the legacy of the franchise was beyond classic and onwards uh, to cover that much material we had to paint in extremely broad strokes so each splash page was a gigantic uh not montage collage of ideas to convey here are like the highlights of each storyline and if if you know you know and if you don't then there's this mysticism there's this intrigue of oh what is the greater story here and ah it, it was the best we could do to tell as much of the story we could that's not even telling the story it's the best we could do to acknowledge the story with what time we had left. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the ideal situation. That's for sure. Not the way he wanted to end things. No, no, not even close. The last baby man has a question based on what you theorized in previous videos. What would Egyptian counterparts slash SBs of Julie Sue slash shade Leon Da and X slash Dr. Finitivus be like, and what would their names be? Like if we're going with the, the idea here that there was like an Egyptian themed tribe to counter the Mesoamerican tribe that the Knuckles clan was, that might be what they're talking about. Yeah. Ah, I do not know enough about Egyptian mythology and culture to say that off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, And there would we'd also have to walk an extremely fine line of being recognizable without being culturally insensitive, because the appropriation of the ancient Egyptian culture is legendary. There have been entire franchises built off it, and we wouldn't want to repeat that uh, callousness. But at the same time, there are such cool visuals and motifs and themes to be explored that if we didn't touch upon it, it's like, why even go in that direction? You know? So 
part of that's baked in from what the previous games have done and part of it is trying to reconcile that with present uh social and political culture so it would take a great deal of research and effort yeah i'd want to do it sure (laughs) not for those particular characters because that's a minefield but in general that'd be an idea i'd like to explore maybe one day somehow somebody just give me the power but uh it's not something that you can just throw out there willy-nilly yeah yes we we have the knuckles tribe so i guess we would have then the ankles tribe (laughs) not the elbows possibly shoulders no no not the kneecaps definitely not the kneecaps no, no, no. Never the kneecaps. And we can't even do the foot clan. That's already been claimed. <laughs> Here's a question from Ellie. Are the Sonic Channel comics with Shadow's name, origin, and Sticks canon now that she is canon since they're modern Sonic related? If so, does that mean Eggman Nega is alive since he's in them? To the best of my knowledge, the Sonic Channel material is canon, but Eggman Nega's appearance in them could be at any particular point. And those, the character-focused mini-comics aren't so much placed in a continuity as so much as they are kind of a example of those characters. So it's more of an acknowledgement that they exist within that universe. I wouldn't really pin a timeline on any of those events yeah. alright here's one from Twilord would you be interested in making a tabletop RPG either as part of a team or on your own maybe for Sonic or a custom property or Dragoon or even for an existing property you're unfamiliar with sure I would need to be part of a team though because I do not know the ins and outs of crafting a tabletop game I have not really played any extensively, so I don't really know the mentality that goes into crafting one that is fun and engaging and whatnot. Uh, if you need lore material, if you need like quest lines, you know, the narrative, creative, constructive stuff, sure, be happy to collaborate on that part. But you know, I would not feel confident building a whole game myself because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you just got to reskin an existing one. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> Every now and again, I get a wild hair, and it's like, we need to get Bumble Quest going up again because I did do some groundwork. Yeah. On building a Dragoon campaign. And it's like, okay, this sounds super cool. I know how I want to run this game because we talked about what platforms to run it on. And it's like, all right, so when would we do this? <laughs> <laughs> when? time yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean i know uh, last year definitely wasn't gonna be happening because uh last year was uh yeah you were a little busy i don't know if Mm -hmm. you realized that wait no you you've lived that never mind you knew (laughs) (laughs) it would be nice i would love to do it but man we are we are real busy real real busy so, eh, maybe someday. Here's one from MSP Nova. To the both of you, which video games do you want an up-to-date remake of? Oh, goodness. I've been talking for a while. Kyle, what do you want? 
Uh, on one hand, uh, I, I the games I like, I don't necessarily want like remakes of because I, I mean, they, they, I like the original games. I don't want them to sully it with a potentially bad remake. <laughs> <laughs> assuming it's a good remake, but assuming it's a good remake, I, I'm trying to think. Like I, I am. Hmm. I mean, there's so many remakes now of at least some of the bigger games that it's hard to even come up with one. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even if I say like, oh, I want a remake of Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, that got remade on the Super Nintendo. That's <laughs> like, okay, well. I, I I don't want a remake of Super Mario Brothers 3, by the way. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with original and all-stars. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um... Daytona USA already got several remakes, so that's out the window. Um, and yeah, I'm hmm hmm. I need some time, Ian. Do you have any ideas for yourself? I know. Well, you- it's going to be a shock to everyone listening to the show. I know, but uh, Skies of Arcadia would be just <laughs> well, okay. I, I put me over the moon, if you will. I, I, I figured. I should have figured. I should have guessed. There's a number of places where you could do like some quality of life upgrades. Uh, make the. Hold on just a second. Was that thunder? Thunder. Oh, wow. Do I need, do I need to bring the umbrella? Give me just a second, guys. A storm is blowing through and threatening to blow stuff <laughs> off my porch. Let me grab that real quick. Uh, go get, go get, Ian, go get your stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll talk some more then. Let's see. What another, another game could be remade that I would like? Hmm. You know what? Like, hmm. As far as a remake goes. Jeez, somebody, I just saw one somebody had, somebody brought it up. Um, Jeez, I, I, hmm. It's hard to say. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, there's so many freaking remakes at this point. Um, some suggestions would be like Beyond Good and Evil here. I want to see a remake of The Last of Us. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, let's see. I, I'm yeah, the first Sonic Adventure might be a decent one to remake. I, I don't know. Uh, I would like to see an upgraded, updated remaster of Mario 64. But we do have the port, the uh, decompilation port for that. So I'm like, eh, eh, eh. 
Remastered the SSX games. Actually, you know what? Yeah, bring back some snowboarding. We haven't had a good snowboarding game in years. So, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of it. New Star Tropics game. That's a different. That's a different one. Mm. Burnout Revenge. Yes. <laughs> okay. I would love to see a return of the Burnout games. The older ones. Um, I mean, Burnout Three is legendary. God, Burnout. Burnout Three or Burnout Revenge getting a full-on HD remake would be fantastic. Um, God, F-Zero. You know what I want to see, actually? A remake, graphical overhaul, and just a, just polishing it up a bit and making it great would be um, F-Zero X. Not GX, X. The N64 one. Um... GX is already a beautiful game as far as I'm concerned. You just up just upscale it a bit and you're good. You don't have to change much about that. But uh doing an actual remake of F Zero X would be awesome. And uh I agree. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Hey, did you get your stuff, Ian? Did you save it? Yeah, uh the we have all the windows closed and stuff, and the wind was so bad it was rattling stuff on the other side of my unit. Oof. In Indoors with Inside. no wind flow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, like, I thought something had fallen upstairs to rattle the ceiling. It's that bad. That's and I'm watching people's couch cushions go flying off into the distance as I'm... <laughs> got one hand on the umbrella and the other hand untying it from where I've learned to secure it. Yeah. So I didn't fly away, thankfully, and we're back. So okay, good. let's keep rolling. <laughs> uh, is the wind so bad it's shaking the building? <laughs> it kind of sounds like it, yeah. Ooh, neat. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. So if I suddenly disappear, we may have lost power. Apologies. We'll we'll do a we'll do a makeup episode in that case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow, we're only 40 minutes in. Ooh. All right. Uh, let's do this question here from Coffee. Recently, Sega has been given a far greater spotlight to Knuckles. Uh, can we expect this sudden spike in Knuckles content to persist and even expand out further to bigger projects? <laughs> spike. Knuckles, because he's got these spikes. <laughs> I... I am not at liberty to say what Sega plans for any of their materials in the long term, positive or negative. Okay. So what you're saying is hashtag knowing smile. Not even going to throw that one out there because that's a loaded hashtag. Uh, you don't have to throw it out there. I'm throwing it out there for you. Uh, you're causing trouble again. <laughs> well, you Weisenheimer. What else would I do? I don't have anything else to do, so. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's switch over to some more Super Chats. This one's from Lucas S. Hey, guys, for you, what defines the color of a Super Transformation in the Sonic series? 
Since there are some inconsistencies with colors, like negative filters, same color but lighter, or just yellow. I... Hmm. I think whatever looks cool. Yeah. I, I don't think I mean, it really makes much of... I don't think it matters too much. I mean, for the hedgehogs themselves, the most base trait is the gold. There is some form of gold fiery energy, whether it's Sonic's yellow gold or Shadow's white gold or Silver's kind of also white gold, maybe pale yellow gold. It's, it seems to be kind of on the fence. I don't really know if there's an official uh, key color for that, but we haven't really seen a ton of official examples for other supers, at least in canon. So it's kind of hard to say. I mean, even in Heroes, the Super Shields were gold-colored. So I guess that is the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, holy cow. Speaking of Supers, Ian, we're up to almost 60 Super Chats. Uh... <laughs> That's why I say the 90%, which might be dropping to 80 at this point, but let's keep rolling. Yeah, we're going to keep rolling. We're keeping Super Chats open. Super Chats stay open, but uh, we may not get to all of them today. I'm very sorry. We'll do our best, but uh, I'm gonna keep, we're going to keep working through them. Uh, here's one from Emil C. What would the Sonic game, th- or what would the Sonic gang think about a vigilante? I mean, they all are kind of. Uh, I was gonna say that's especially what Sonic is. Yeah, Sonic is like quintessentially the vigilante. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, I imagine Tails and Amy would kind of want to work with inside the law, but SA two is all of them going against the government, so they aren't sanctioned by any authoritative body they just are even the chaotics are freelance police yeah (laughs) they really are why haven't they crossed over with sam and max yet i know right (laughs) oh man actually that would be freaking hilarious and it would work out perfectly we've covered that one on the show i'm pretty sure we have yeah yeah okay I, i remember that El Technopata has a super chat question. Just to ask, the multiverse in the last tale tube is also a confirmation for then different canons enter in there. What? Just to ask, the multiverse in the last tales tube is also a confirmation than different canons enter in there. I get what they're going for. Okay. And again, tales never specifically specified clearly and inarguably that there is a multiverse just that it most likely is he is speculating he's not confirming anything so if you want to say that the tales tube confirmed that your favorite version of sonic is now somehow tangentially canon it's not dissuading you from going in that direction don't question it. Just run with it. Sega is finally Just say, making... okay, cool. I am validated and run with it in your own little personal headspace. Sega is making Sonic real. Thank you. Thank you, Sega, for making Sonic real. Here's one from OzJam. Speaking of anime, what when watching, what are your guys' preferences? Sub or dub? Also, what shows do you feel are better watched in either language? 
<laughs> well, I'm not much of an anime watcher, honestly, very much. I haven't watched very many, but when I have, uh, I usually go with subs. I do too. Just be- not to discredit any of the English voice actors out there, because no, no, no. I, I'm one. sorry. I actually meant dubs, not subs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I meant dub. I, <laughs> I was like, I, are, I. But either way, there are many excellent dub actors out there. Yes, and they have the Herculean task of not only delivering a good performance, but doing it in a way that matches animation that is not built for their language which can lead to all sorts of awkwardness. So, you know, big tip of the hat to them for, you know, doing a good job against all odds. But personally, I just kind of prefer subbed. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I get a better sense of cadence out of it than uh, dubbed. That being said, there is some dubbed stuff where I guess I was exposed to it first. So going back to the original language is just weird for me. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a um I'm a, I mostly just stick with dubs, but I haven't watched very many, so that's probably part of the reason why. Um but the ones that I've watched have really good dubs, like Furikuri has a damn good dub. Um Let's see what else have I watched? <laughs> Uh, I guess I've watched a little bit of Sonic X and I watched that dubbed, but that dub is kind of mangled because, you know, four kids. And yeah, that's, hmm. I I shouldn't probably watch some more anime. I'll get to that eventually. But There's so many things to watch, Ian. Why are there so many things to watch and do and see and (laughs) experience and play and so many, so many's. All right, Rhythm Raccoon has a question. Into the outskirts? I mean, if you, you know, want. Maybe and maybe out to the inskirts. I don't know. What is an inskirt? I don't know. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this, but otherwise knock yourself out. Take this, take this, take this, take this. <laughs> I know you're going for Eggman, but you're sounding more like TF2 Engineer. <laughs> well, I mean, my voice is probably closer to the TF2 Engineers. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. The the uh, uh, the 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 perks of being uh, from a family of white Arizona hillbillies. How am I supposed to stop some blue mother hubbard from spin-dashing me a superfluous new behind? It would have been so much better if I managed to get it out straight. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's still funny. It's still funny. Lucas Sales. Lucas asks... Well, I mean, you you put your full name on here, so I guess... (laughs) Do you think it's possible for all Mechasonic counterparts to return, and would you like to write something about them? I am really curious about Mark III's power level and why Eggman decided to abandon it. Uh, I think part of the appeal of the Mechas is their ever-upgrading state. 
So seeing them all at once, I feel like is a bit overkill. Maybe part of the appeal is Sonic is able to triumph over each new model. That being said, uh, Danny got great mileage out of reviving Mecha 2. So if anything, I would prefer to bring back Mecha 3 and properly figure out what its deal is rather than bring back Mecha 1 just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. Here's one from Levi C. Would Eggman respect Megatron or think he's dumb? He'd think he's a piece of hardware. <laughs> yeah, he would t- treat him as a robot because that's how he would see him because he is he's another Eggman. resource to be exploited. Likewise, Megatron would see the same in Eggman. Yeah. Oh, what a particularly brilliant human that knows how to build machines. How can I use that to my benefit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> All right, Heroes Squad has a question. A super chat question specifically. With Origins Plus announced, will Amy get a super form? I okay, so I didn't know that there was gonna be an Origins Plus, so I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I, I'm assuming that if she's playable, then she can pick up the Chaos Emeralds like anybody else. And so I'm assuming she would get the same kind of super form as Knuckles and Tails do which is to say the white flashy one that's technically not canon. Uh, Beyond that, I don't know. I mean, when we get it, all of us, myself included, and play through it, it will be interesting to see what they do. Because I don't know. I legit am in the dark here. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Wow. I was like, I'm kind of surprised you didn't know there was an Origins Plus. It got leaked a little bit ago. So long ago, we actually had a question about it that I'm like, eh, maybe we should hold off on that because I don't know if you can talk about it or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing now we can talk about it. Lore, there's nothing lore related to it, so it's not really in my department. It's just here's a new playable character in games that she wasn't playable in before. It doesn't mean like she's. It doesn't mean like. She is canon to SA one, two, three, and Knuckles in the same way that Knuckles is canon to Sonic one because of the playability. You get me? It's just a gameplay thing. Sure, I guess. I guess if you have to be like that, Ian, spoiling it. <sighs> Fine. Hey, we get a playable classic Amy for long at long last. It's, I am. I mean, I'm is, happy with that. I am glad for that. Yes. I wonder will she have the hammer? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been in the footage. Oh, was it? Okay. I, oh, didn't, yeah, wa- yeah, I didn't watch the actual trailer. <laughs> <sighs> I, yeah, not yet. I, I don't know, man. I just haven't. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm looking to all this. Looking forward to all the sprite work. Like, yes. What is she going to look like in the SA2 special stage? Not SA2, the Sonic SA2. 2 special stage. What is she going to look like on like the Hydro City rotating pillars? Uh, <laughs> ah, so many things so many things what is it gonna look like i, I want to see i want to see it's exciting <laughs> what are the end screens gonna look like you know is she gonna land on the wings of the tornado and then jump out and strike a pose what's it gonna look like i want to know I- i'm being criticized for having not watched it yet 
Uh, As well, you should be. I'm like, all right, well, I just haven't. <laughs> like, I know what Amy looks like. I know what Sonic 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles look like. NCD. <laughs> what is uh, micro Amy going to look like in Sonic CD? It's going to be adorable. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Oh, man, people are going to have so much fun with these sprites, too. <laughs> oh, the fans are going to have a field day, and it's going to be great. All right, here's one from Emil C. Is Tangle Southern? She was called a yokel, after all. Are you a yokel, Ian? I don't imagine her with the Southern accent. No, I guess not. I don't know. I guess I was at some point. <laughs> I don't even know. Is yokel a like a, a an insult? I don't know. It seems to be kind of used that way. Hmm. Either way. Let's see. Noun, an uneducated and unsophisticated person from the countryside. I guess it is pretty uh, disparaging. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean southern. That just means non-urban. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't mean southern. Hmm. You're right. All right, here's one from Stephen A. Oh, nope, we're supposed to save this for the end. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's one from The Might of Gabura. Is it okay or correct to think of the Chaos Force as the force from Star Wars of Sonic's world? Also, are there Chaos Forces across different realities and dimensions? It was implied in the specials. I... That was a Archie Sonic concept, and that is now defunct. So if you want to think of it that way, go for it. I mean, it's retired material. I ain't going to gatekeep it. Uh, <laughs> it does not exist in the modern Sonic setting or anything within its immediate purview. Mm. Here's a super chat from El Technobata. What is the piece of work that you consider a guilty pleasure because of how bad it is? I have mine, but it has slurs in the title, so I won't say it. Okay, thank you. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, hmm. Von Helsing. The movie? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it happens. I mean... It's not good. I know that. But I still like it. It's fun. It's dumb. Yes. But in a fun way, I like it. <laughs> I'm being told it's not good. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen it, actually. I don't know if it was done before or after Hugh Jackman kind of hit it big. It was kind of like sort of on his rise, I think, because he had been playing Wolverine. He, I think it was an X-Men 1 and 2, and he was kind of on yeah. a rise in his star power, but it was like a... It, it, it was weird. I mean, I could very easily footnote. see it as a film that they had completed and were like, oh, this stinks but then Hugh Jackman became big and like oh wait no pull this out of the vault we can make some money off his face 
<laughs> or maybe they just threw together something quick to have Hugh Jackman. I don't know. Really, it's just to watch Hugh Jackman be Hugh Jackman in a kind of Castlevania-esque setting. And it's, it's dumb, but I like it. So <laughs> come at me. I mean, for me, it's Sonic. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not. Although some Sonic games, I suppose, could be considered guilty pleasures. Depends on how you feel about them. But, uh, hmm. I'm trying to think of like a. I, I, I know I like some dumb movies. Like, I, I still like Days of Thunder. It's a terrible movie. It's not great. <laughs> but I'm still a fan. I still like it. It's It's kind of dumb um oh the Mar- super mario brothers movie that's right although i that's not a guilty pleasure and that's not bad if anybody who says that's bad you're wrong that's not bad no not bad all right here's one from Stephen a Ian, Kyle, favorite X-Men storylines? You guys love the Phoenix Saga? Or even the whole Age of Apocalypse? Okay, Age of Apocalypse was freaking cash, dude. Like, (laughs) that was the event book that got me, like, hook, line, and sinker. And I was mad I couldn't find all the tie-in books. Um, Joe Maggiera really kind of coming into his own there. And just the nineties distilled into comic form. Just, it was fun. It was dumb. That's another guilty pleasure. Really. <laughs> I kind of went back and reread some of it recently. I was like, Ooh, hmm. I certainly was a teenager back then, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, that was, that was a fun event with the setup and the gimmick and, the art and i i'm a big fan of apocalypse i like the cut of his jib and he's a dorky character that very rarely gets his due and he got to be the big imposing imperial presence that i i know some folks said he went out like a chump at the end but come on <laughs> it was is all right is okay i mean it was it was extreme yeah but what else you gonna do i, I don't know i don't know uh i all, don't all the remixes of the characters the revised backgrounds i don't know i liked it so i have very little experience actually reading any of the x-men comics so i don't can really tell you i i don't really have a favorite comic arc for the x-men this favorite storyline really although you know what Days of Future Past was interesting. I have read that. I did read that. And that's a really, just a kind of a whole fascinating uh, storyline for them. But, oh, oh, crap. Are you there, Ian? I'm still here. Okay, the, the connection has gone to junk, apparently. Uh, it just screwed up. So it, it just, the stream just throttled to zero. Uh, sending nothing. Streaming nothing. 
Always connected. Okay. We're still connected on Discord. Have internet. Yeah. <laughs> for now. But the uh, YouTube just shot down a zero. I still hear you just fine, so... There you are. Oh, you're, you're real robotic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Reconnection. Reconnection. Come on. Come on. Come on. There we are, maybe. Hello. <laughs> well. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to insert an ad here. <laughs> I can't really do much. It's not oh. It's not working. My connection is... I can't do... There's not much I can really do. Like, it. I'm... Hmm. The connection is throttling bad. Um. Oh, Discord has... Oh, I, I I think the internet has died, or something has died. Hello, <laughs> this is not Ian. It's actually it's my connection. Well, um, we lost Kyle on his end, so oh, probably by the time he comes back, wait, the storm will hit, knock us out. There you are. I think you're you're back now. There we go. Discord has returned. Uh. Hold on. Oh, I got kicked out of here. Okay. Uh, hello. Right, I'm on. The, I'm back on the Discord. Uh, apparently, it just had a massive, massive hiccup on my connection. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep, I hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Although it seems like it's a massive delay. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Let me disconnect and reconnect. Okay. Sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. Uh, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> yeah, my connection crapped out this time, um, which is interesting. Back on the stage. Although, you know, not too surprising. So we don't have any storms or anything going on over here, but I'm... Uh, you know, my connection likes to do this sometimes. Likes to cough and hiccup and can you crap hear me, out. Kyle? Hello, yes, I can hear you. Okay. All right, we're good. We're good. All right. Sorry about we that. We start a new stream, don't we? No, no, no. It's still going. Oh. So yeah. we're talking about this live and everyone's listening to us. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like distracted busy trying to get this to work so yeah sorry about that folks um we will go ahead and just get right back to it we'll run a little long to make up for some lost time yeah yeah here's a super chat from Emil C. can badniks be reprogrammed to help the resistance i don't see why not it's just uh eggman's code's kind of tricky so you need someone like Tails to do it, and even he can't do it like super reliably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could get Doctor Mechasonic Mark II, maybe, or whoever maybe reprogram them. Maybe Bell can learn how to do it. I don't know, but that's something mm. to be explored. And I, 
I don't know if that would be stepping on Sega's toes having good mix, but I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, well. Step on Sega's toes. They're not a real person. <laughs> they are many real people, actually. And they have blob feet, so. There you go. <laughs> Ink pants. Thank you for your super chat. This isn't a question, but here's five bucks for accidentally accidentally answering a question I didn't ask. Love you guys. <laughs> Did we, we didn't even answer it, though, because it wasn't a question. So thank you, Ink Pants. You are a cool dude. Everyone, all of you listening, you're, you're cool dudes. And I use dude in a gender-neutral fashion. Might of Gaburra has a question. Is Sonic Speed Simulator canon in its own weird way? It's owned by Sega. It connects to Sonic's multiverse and references and ties in past events as well. Boy, this is like the fourth time this has been asked, at least. Yeah, it's not part of the modern Sonic canon, no. But if you want to read into Tails' hypothetical, then you can say it's maybe part of the multiverse. There you go. Here's a super chat from TOZ Online. In Mario and Sonic, there's official artwork of Amy and Mario holding hands while figure skating. My question is, how does Princess Peach feel about this? Is Sonic relieved that he does not have to? <laughs> I mean, Sonic might feel a little awkward about it. Peach doesn't care. I mean, she's dating Bowser, clearly. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page about this. <laughs> yeah, sure. She's in another castle. Wink, wink. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, it's it, it's it's really kind of silly. Like, what's the most Peach has ever done for Mario? Anything? It's given him a chaste kiss on the nose <laughs> and made him a cake. Whoop de doo! <laughs> You're not married if someone makes a cake for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love cake, but yeah. Here's a super chat from Hero Squad. As an artist, how can I make covers for IDW Sonic? Put together a solid portfolio, and when you have the opportunity, show that portfolio to editors. Post your stuff online, generate general buzz, see if you can catch the attention of somebody official, and see if you can't make casual work-related friendish type connections with other artists. Yeah, sure. Word of mouth is one of the best things you can do these days. Mm-hmm. All right. We have another one, another super chat from Might of Gabura. Does Sonic's world follow possibilism? It just means that possible things exist. I think it can follow I think it can following Tails' comments in Tails Tube about endless possibilities across the multiverse. Pretty sure that's just a reference to a song. <laughs> I I guess possibleism? Possibleism. If it's possible, it can happen. What kind of philosophy is that? <laughs> if it can happen, it might. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Philosophy is weird. Take another sip of the hemlock there. You might get another bright idea. <laughs> Not throwing that at your feet, Mighty Gabora. I'm just 
don't know. <laughs> Possible, possibilism. The wor- possibilism, yes. I'm being told that possibilism is the worship of Kim Possible. I mean, I, I that would make as much sense as anything else. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm thinking of a bit of the uh, Angry Beavers Halloween special where they got the B-movie actor Oxnard Montalvo. He goes, remember, Toluca, anything is possible if it happens. <laughs> if it happens. It's true. Uh, Stephen A. has another Super Chat question. <clears throat> Can you pitch us Dangerous 6, the poop smith hit the fan? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's brilliant the poop smith hit the fan his franchise is total crap man genius brilliant due to contractual obligations and the poop smith's vow of silence dangerous has to be a silent film <laughs> Why? Why does it have to be a silent film? Uh, Poopsmith could just... You can't have just everybody but one person talking, man. You need consistency. Oh, okay. Luckily, the cheat volunteered to write up all the subtitles for super cheap, but it's all written in the cheat, so nobody understands what the film freaking (laughs) is, man. (laughs) Like you see Dangeresque leaping heroically off the building because the elevator's broken. And he says a really cool line. And then, like, the subtitles pop up and they go, and I don't know what that freaking means, man. (laughs) I like the way you say broken. (laughs) (laughs) Which means I just like the way Strong Bad says broken. But, I mean... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't, Ian. I can't. <laughs> the poopsmith hit the fan. That's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> it's a very crappy movie. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Banana Cat has a super chat. How would Movie Sonic get along with the GameCast? I think he'd get along just fine. I, again, he's younger and more experienced and you more mean juvenile. Less experienced. Yeah. You mean, yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. And uh, it, so the dynamics would be a little different. I think there'd be a degree of uh, maybe starstruck in that here are these guys who have seen and done so much and he wants to hear about all their adventures and he wants to do those too. Uh, maybe a little over eager, but I think they'd get along just fine. I think, yeah. Tangle with movie Sonic. Oh boy. Oh Lord. <laughs> That's asking for trouble. <laughs> Make it double. <laughs> Oof. You want to ride bikes? Yeah. Off a cliff? Yeah. And do sweet flips while we do it? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> All right, let's jump over to some standard questions for a little bit, actually. I've been neglecting those. We do have a lot of Super Chats. That's why I've been trying to work through them. But Here's a question from L. Law. Can Eclipse use Final Color Blaster with his dark arms? Also, what would it have been like if a dark arm became a Nega Wisp? <laughs> um, number one, I can't remember if we ever considered Eclipse using all the dark arms at once as kind of a last ditch thing. But if we had, I would imagine it would have been like an all or nothing move. Like they go that route, you get a few moments of all color catastrophe and then they're all wiped out because otherwise it becomes a question of why doesn't he do that all the time? You know, why not just use the single most powerful move to end every fight? Uh, as for Nega Wisps, uh, the dark arms, I would, I, in my mind were their own species. They were weird hybrids in their own right. So they didn't conform to the same rules as regular wisps do. All right. Here's one from the normal person. What form of chaos would ensue if you leave Blaze, Tangle, and Sally in the kitchen unattended? Okay, I was thinking like <laughs> chaos, like chaos, not, you know, just normal chaos. Oh, they set out to make pudding and they made actual chaos. Like the brain starts to form <laughs> and it rises out. And they're like, how did we do this? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Tangle, I imagine, is passable in the kitchen she's not doing any fine cuisine but she knows how to put something together really quick on the you know and get outside again she can make a decent sandwich she knows how to you know not set cereal on fire she's a competent enough cook uh, she can make a pretty darn good salad you know that dressing's actually got a little bit of a kick to it that ain't bad what did she put in she don't remember but she does it every time consistently and it's good so with her at the core, we would have this hilarious situation where the goofball is the straight man <laughs> and our, our usual straight foils are the goofballs. And you have Blaze setting things on fire. Sally wondering if you know, maybe salt really would be good for this cake. And Tangle's going, no, what are you doing? Why am I the one in control? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This, this cannot end well. This cannot end well. Meanwhile, Nicole walks in. Uh, sees what's going on and then walks out. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the delicious steamed clams we're having. <laughs> mm, oh boy. Mm, steamed clams. <laughs> we got a we got a question from Sam S. How did Tails get to Ray Island? Could the friends have traveled between islands whenever they wanted? Uh, maybe this was something that we never got to really explore or hammer out in the game, but they should have been able to move between the islands so long as they were within the Starfall network. Uh, it begs the question, of course, why wasn't Amy on Ares Island? Where was Knuckles on Chaos Island? But again, we didn't get a chance to like really address that. Yeah. Here's a question from Honey and Lemon. How do you think Sonic would comfort Tails after a nightmare? What sort of way would he go about it? In other words, please feed my brotherly love, 
brotherly, fluff-loving soul. It's my life support. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first he'd be like, dude, it's a dream. Get over it. Night. And close the door. And then it's like, okay, that ain't working. And he like comes in. He's like, all right, buddy. What was the dream? And Tails is like, it was awful. There was lightning and a lack of mint candy and other things that I not immediately think off the top of my head. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're a smart kid. So, you know, this was a dream, right? Right. None of this actually happened, right? Right. And you're going to go about your day and kind of forget about it because it didn't really matter, right? Right. So you might as well just go back to sleep and have a good dream. Right? Yeah, I guess so. That's right. And if something pops up in your dreams again, I do what I do. Spin dash it in the face. Exactly. Night, kiddo. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. It's nice. Sonic doesn't dream, apparently. But Sonic is also bad at comforting. But that's okay. He tries. <clears throat> All right, we got a super chat here. We're going back to super chats for a bit. This one is from Scurvy Pirate Hog. IDW started with Eggman having amnesia and Starline brought him back. But what if it was the reverse? What if Starline had amnesia and Eggman had to help him? What would amnesia Starline be like? <laughs> would Eggman help him? I mean, that scenario, what Eggman do you care? I know. <laughs> like. But for the sake of the question, let's say it was maybe Starline who was spearheading the Sonic Forces efforts. You know, I don't know if you can hear that, but that's very windy. Uh, I can't hear anything. Okay, good, because there's a lot of rumbling. Uh, So Starline spearheaded the Sonic Forces efforts. He disappeared. Uh, He was doing it in Eggman instead because, I don't know, Eggman had the flu. (laughs) And... Then Eggman finds Starline, who has amnesia, and no, he wouldn't help him. He's a weak link. He tried his best. He failed utterly. Get off my lawn. (laughs) I was going to say. And Starline is, amnesiatic Starline is so confused. He feels like he's missing something. He had this drive, this motivation. He was chasing some star. He needs to find that purpose again, that motivation. And maybe, maybe he'll find it on the stage <laughs> in musical theater. And he goes on to have a huge and glorious theatrical career. Everybody loves him. His Jean Valjean and Les Mis is just, oh, brings tears to your eyes. Just amazing. <laughs> Incredible. 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 <laughs> also, so many people are saying they care about Starline. <laughs> <laughs> I think they meant in story. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a super chat from Viro V. Would characters like Shade have a better chance to return, likely in the comics, if their history is redone to avoid the issues they had from outside forces? Her being mistaken as a goat could help. <laughs> like, the I greatest mean... of all time? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. I know, I, I know what you mean. Uh, then it becomes a question of if you go to enough lengths 
to redesign and rework a character so that they have no connection to their previous incarnation, then they aren't that character anymore. You've created something new, so why attach it to something old that has baggage? You know? Mm -hmm. So, no. As it stands, from my understanding, there is no real reasonable, viable way to get Shade at all acknowledged. Mm. I'm sorry, Shade fans. I wish things were different, but, uh, hmm. Anyway. Here is a super chat from Metamode. Is Sea City on West Side Island? It's above E Beach. Uh, it's, uh, I get the joke there. And uh, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Where's D Mountain? Were you l- the East expected? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Supersonic fan has a super chat question. What would Sonic do if the wizard of Shazam gave him powers? Gave him his powers. Also, (laughs) who would he share the powers with? He can share the powers with up to six people. Uh, Well, he'd probably spend at least five minutes going Shazam, boom. (laughs) Neat. Shazam, boom. Back to normal. Shazam! <laughs> it's always cool. Shazam, shazam, and just on the run. Shazam, 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 shazam. Yeah. Until the wizard kind of goes, knock it off! <laughs> uh, sharing powers, obviously, we've got Tails, Amy Knuckles, right off the bat. Uh, let's say cream for the pure adorableness of a little shazammy cream. Maybe cheese gets a suit, too, just by proxy. Um, Silver Blaze. All right, there you go. Here's one from Ann Tails. Would Sonic try air frying a chili dog? Well, I can speak from experience yeah. and say that you could. I think it's better to air fry the hot dog first and then build the chili dog with that, but it's probably doable. Just it, it varies depending on how impatient he is. Yeah. Clearly, you don't own an air fryer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I own two. <laughs> Ooh, look at you, Mister Moneybags. I mean, one at one functions as a grill, also. So that's mainly its main function, really. You gotta have you gotta have your air fryer so you can have steamed clams. Wait, no, they'd be <laughs> fried hams. Never mind. Thievius <laughs> has a question. A very generous uh, super chat from this one. Thank you, Thievius. In the Cell Saga, Toriyama killed off Goku to make Gohan the MC, which fans didn't like, so he revived Goku in the Buu Saga. Do you think leaving Goku dead would have served to be a better story, or is Goku being alive a better idea? Well, at least they're not asking about Goku's power I level compared to Sonic. Think... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not as familiar with the Boo Saga as some of the other stuff. The Boo Saga is about where I kind of dropped off. But in general, the idea of letting Goku exit as a hero and let Gohan's story pick up and continue into the next generation, I think is more interesting 
Now, whether or not Gohan was any more interesting than Goku, that's up for debate. But he never really got his chance to explore that. And then once Goku came back, Gohan kind of became furniture. I mean, he's there. Furniture. So, yeah. uh, wow. I mean, when the show, it's when Super itself kind of goes, you know, Gohan, you kind of fell off there. You used to be something. <sighs> That's a little meta commentary right there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I kind of feel like it, it's too late really to go back on that. And there was somebody who put the idea out there that they should move on and focus on Pan. Like Goten and Trunks, let them be kind of foils to her and just focus on the new generation. Start off on your lower power level, have more hijinks. Don't worry about gods and individuals who can end realities. Go back to some of the more, I don't know if I want to call it street level, but something that's a little more focused on the martial arts and the learning and the growth and the adventure. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I like that idea. Gimme. Let Goku and Vegeta still exist as godly beings, and then they can come in for whatever. Or, you know, you take a break from Pan's story and you go back to see Goku fighting another god or something, whatever. But I think, yeah, it should have ended Goku's run with Cell. It should have been Gohan's legacy after that. And then that could have naturally led us to where we are now when Pan should be the one who takes over. Well, Ian, uh, we have very nearly 80 Super Chat questions, so we should probably burn through as many as we can. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here's one from the Phantomist. How would Omega feel about the Scrapniks? There are a few ways that can go. Like, they have rebelled against Eggman. They've renounced Eggman. Just like him. Yeah. And he seems pretty cool with Jimmerl. So I could see him going, uh, you know, he's cool with them. He doesn't like them necessarily, but he's not, you know, necessarily aggressive towards them. Or they're a b- bunch of Eggman robots all in one place. It, it's a shooting gallery. Oh, what fun he could have. Either one. One is more interesting for his character. The other one is a much more interesting in terms of uh, antagonism. And as a plot line, you know, Sonic having to step in and fight Omega to save these badniks. Ah, I could see either one. I could maybe one leads to the other. I don't know. Mm. I can't pitch anything for a while. We're kind of locked with all the stuff we've already got going. Oh, oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll go back to the scrap next one day. Here's another one from the Bite of Gabura. Does the knowledge and concepts from our world exist in Sonic? I'd say yes, considering their world is advanced or more advanced than ours. In general, sure. Yep. Here's a question from Hickory. Or Hikari, not Hickory. That's a tree. Ever since the first Tales Tube, it was real that both humans and Mobians live on the same planet. Would it be safe to assume that large cities like Station Square slash Westopolis has a mixed race population? That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how else you would phrase it, but in my mind, there is a degree of intermingling 
but in general, it would be like a 98 percentile human population with much smaller animal population because that's what we've seen so far. And likewise, the animal populations are predominantly animal. And I think that's just nature of where they happen to congregate. It, there's no like racial tension between the two of them. Mm, yeah, that would be a little awkward to have in Sonic. Not really the kind of thing to explore in that sort of franchise, but I don't know, maybe that's just me. Smash Zapper 85 has a question. You've mentioned that Slow Dimension is less technologically advanced than Sonic's. What time period would it be comparable to? Hmm. That is a good question. Especially since, you know, technological levels vary all around the world given the time period. Hmm. Uh, I mean, they have indoor plumbing. They have basic machinery like carts and wheels and pulley systems and whatnot. And Marine is able to build some fairly modern tech alongside tails, but that seems to be kind of her thing. So I would say maybe 1800s Western tech, maybe? I don't say that with any confidence. I don't know. It seems more like sci-fi fantasy, but not quite. Yeah, I mean, there's that too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It seems like it's more along the lines of maybe real-world technology at the time, or, I don't know, 90s, 2000s? I don't know. It's not really... It's hard to pinpoint. I guess that's why they're asking the question. <laughs> All right, here's one from the first Chubasa. Minda, your cat, is a dog now, specifically a Great Dane. What do you do? Do you still love her? <laughs> of course, but oh, God. <laughs> dog that big in your <laughs> So, no. Like, here's the thing. Midna, when she's in a bit of a mood, very aggressively headbutts things. And she weighs <laughs> like 10 pounds. So when she does that, it's kind of a soft donk. And you're like, oh, did you just brain yourself? Are you okay, you little goofus? If she were a great Dane, my hip would be dislocated. <laughs> I'm trying to look up how much a full-grown great Dane weighs. She's female, there, so it would be uh, uh, 99 to 130 pounds. <laughs> also, when she gets That's in the mood, female. She'll, go, she'll go tearing into the bedroom and start like scrambling around on the bed as mm -hmm. if she's fighting invisible ghosts. And if that were a Great Dane, I wouldn't really have a bed anymore. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if Midna were a, a male Great Dane... She would be 120 to 200 pounds. <laughs> Woo! Mm -mm. Ooh! Mm -mm -mm -mm. Ooh, boy! Ooh, dear. <laughs> uh, I would I would not... I, I don't know. I'd feel bad for a dog of... I think a dog of almost any size living in a 
place like yours, Ian. Oh, God, and no. living in a place like mine too, because I don't have any yard space or anything outside either. Yeah. So no. it, it would be, yeah, it's not. No, this is not conducive. We don't live in places conducive to dogs. So, cats are one thing. Cats you can let pee and poop inside, and they're fine. But <laughs> dogs, no, no. <laughs> Here's a super chat from Four Sonic fan. Scourge meets Doctor Starline. How would they interact? Hmm. I imagine poorly. <laughs> Again, kind of depends on the context. Like, does Starline supercharge the warp topaz and summons a champion to fight for his cause? Which Scourge because you think he can control me and kicks his face in. Or Scourge just happens to fall out of a time portal somewhere and winds up in Starline's lab. And Starline's like, hey, you want me to help me cause trouble for Sonic? And Scourge is like, oh, you got one of those here too, huh? Yeah, all right. Point me in the right direction. In which case, they get along fine until Starline makes the mistake of thinking he has authority over Scourge. And then, you know, he wished a rock would hit him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's a, another super chat from Lord Van Oscaro. How would a Sonic characters react to a floating manatee? No catch, just a manatee that floats. Like a regular, normal, right, real-world manatee, but it just floats. Like, I'm not assuming, I'm not saying floats in water. I'm just saying they float, like the float in the air? Is yeah, that what you're saying? Just well, I'm imagining it being especially large, and it like catches on something and starts to fall, and Sonic goes... Oh, the huge manatee! <laughs> Damn it, Ian! <laughs> the huge manatee! Oh, oh, the huge manatee! Is this is this is this what you paid for, Lord Van Oscaro? I hope it is. I hope it uh, is. It's too specific. He had to have set that up for me. Thank uh, you. Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> A floating manatee. No cats, just a manatee that floats. <laughs> manatee that floats. Oh, the huge manatee. Oh. <laughs> Frost the Hobbiton has a question. If you were given the chance to write a Mickey and Oswald, the Disney Brothers, how would you do it? Also, or, oh, this, they're asking, would you do it? Okay. If you were given the chance to write a Mickey and Oswald the Disney Brothers, would you do it? Also, wish you two a wonderful day. God bless you both of you. Th thank you, Frost. Yeah, thank you. Uh, sure. <laughs> Give me Disney money. I'm proud. <laughs> uh, it would require research on my part because, like, which incarnation of Mickey are we going with? Uh, what is Oswald's characterization? What are the circumstances that they're working under? I would probably want to tap John Gray as an advisor on this one because yeah. when it comes to classical animation stuff, the man is a walking encyclopedia. I have learned so much from him just by like casually prompting him for something. It's kind of fun. Like we'll just be hanging out and I'm like, so uh, what do you know about such and such? And then just like listen to him for an hour. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Oh, this is fascinating. I'm not going to retain a word of this. A walking uh, animation encyclopedia. 
That's truly what he is. <laughs> awesome. All right, here's one from Sonic Mania 2099. This year marks the 10th anniversary of Sonic slash Mega Man Worlds Collide. What? How dare you? How dare you bring that up? <laughs> Wait, it's been how long? 10 years, apparently, Ian. What? <sighs> how is it 10 years since Worlds Collide? How? Sunrise. I'm, I'm sorry. Sunset, I'm sorry. What? Sunrise. What? Sunset. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sudden existential crisis here <laughs> uh, how do you Sega or Capcom look back at this would love a game adaptation I mean yeah of course I don't want a game adaptation of that <laughs> yeah, yeah I honestly don't know if there's anyone at Sega or Capcom that even remembers it that were attached to the project but personally it's one of the highlights of my career Mm-hmm. Never mind that it was an absolute delight to do a kind of a once in a lifetime situation that I am very, very fortunate to have been a part of. But darn it, it came together really well, too. Yep. It's one of the best things I wrote. So, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> it is still legendary. Absolutely. All right, here's another very, very uh, generous super chat from JJ Slider. Thank you very much. Uh, Game Solaris inhabits all of time, erasing all time plus dimensions with time. Can you destroy all dimensions created in all eras of the game multiverse in what we humans call a short time? Do game superforms match unrestricted Game Solaris in all stats? Avoid power levels. <laughs> <laughs> For the ease of just conceptualizing things, I would imagine that Solaris and its influence only extended so far as the Prime universe, that it dissolved dimensional space and the concept of time within its own radius. And anything beyond that, Blaze's dimension, the multiverse, as we are considering it now, would be kind of outside of that bubble. But then because he, it is such a transient being, one could assume it could travel from there. But when you kind of delete the concept of distance, how do you travel? Anyway... Uh, how do the super forms measure up, up to that? They have the power of anime on their side. Not God, obviously. They're fighting that one. But you know, <laughs> they have plot power. That's the best I got. Damn it, Ian. You've done it again. What? You've done it again. <laughs> uh, Might of Kabura is back with another super chat. You've said zones on a lore aspect, but Sonic, a.k.a. Junichi, mentioned zones and areas in the Japanese Q&A. So who told you this? It seems off. Sorry, which Q&A is this? Uh, JP Q&A, Japanese Q&A. The, I'm thinking the, uh, um, uh, the VTuber Q&A with Sonic from 
the Japanese one from a while ago. Mm-mm-mm. And they said that the zones are a thing. They mentioned zones and areas, like Sonic. I mm. guess that version of Sonic mentioned them. I would take that more as kind of a casual meta reference, kind of like the joke in Frontiers when Sage says, "You know, what is your end goal?" And Sonic says, eh, "Sometimes it's a giant ring. Sometimes it's a spinning sign." That's not meant to be taken like super literally within the context of the narrative. It's meant to be a joke, and then you don't really dwell on it. <laughs> so that's how I would interpret that. Sonic is Deadpool. He's Remford. He's he can see the f- through the fourth wall. He knows what's up. He's not having any existential crises or anything like Deadpool does, but he knows what's up. All right, here's another one from Stephen A. So we're all in agreement that Looney Tunes cartoons were awesome, but who were your favorite characters? Are you Bugs Boys or Daffy Dudes or Sylvester Stans? I'm still very tired. (laughs) (laughs) I am always a fan of uh, Jealous Daffy. Daffy is so much fun, yeah. Kooky Daffy is fun in his own right, to be sure. Um... But I always felt bad for him antagonizing Porky. Porky's just trying to get by on the day. You know, he's just trying to do his job, and Daffy is making it a nightmare. Jealous Daffy is the same kind of chaotic energy, but he gets his comeuppance. Yeah. And he just keeps coming back for more. Yeah. Yeah, I I like me some Daffy. I'm also a big fan of uh, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm always into those. Cause, I mean, I, I just love the fact that they're almost entirely a visual storytelling. <laughs> There's no n- very few words, very little spoken word in those, and they're just hilarious still. So, yeah. Also, go ahead. Shout out to Speedy Gonzalez, like the the one like heroic Looney Tune out of all of them. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, technically. He comes into town, there's some injustice, he fixes it, and he does it with speed and style. It's freaking Sonic, basically. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, Speedy is great. Um, I, I did, I do sometimes enjoy Sylvester and Tweety, but, I mean... I think that was more the later ones. I didn't really care for them much in the uh in the old older uh Mary Melodies stuff. But All right, here's one from Batty Bowers. Question for Ian. You've probably been asked this before, but which is the most bizarre interaction you've had with a Sonic fan? Uh, I don't know. Do do you want to call out anybody about this? I don't know. It feels kind of weird. I will fall back on the one that started out bizarre and became wholesome. Because I love this story. Okay. Um, every now and again, back in the day, Archie would send me like a pillowcase-sized envelope of fan mail to go through when I occasionally did the Sonic Grams. And going through it, I open up this one envelope, and it's a postcard with just a mad scrawl of green and red lines. And I'm looking at it going, 
going, oh, so is this the moment where they just completely broke down? What, what am I looking at? I feel slightly threatened. And I flip it over. Or there was like another, there was a, another postcard with it or something like that. And they said, uh, this is from our daughter. She's three years old. This is her first piece of fan art in quotation marks. She wanted to send it into the letters page. And it's like, this gives me life. This is just the cutest, most darling thing in the world. I love it. <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> very, very cool. All right. I mean, I could bring up... Uh... Hold on. Actually, hold on. I, I, I could bring up some stuff that happened in the discord but i won't <laughs> i won't i will not do that you should join also, us in the discord talking... by the way patreon.com slash bumblecast or ko-fi.com slash bumblecast you can get in there with that way no i'm not bringing up anything in the discord it's all right <laughs> yeah i don't no, we, we already answered this question, but to go back real quick, Marvin Martian, also excellently. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. <laughs> yeah, you made me very angry. <laughs> so very angry indeed. Mm. <laughs> I do. I do enjoy Marvin. He's funny. Uh, I'm being told I shouldn't have mentioned the server, but well, you know. Hey, if it's an incentive uh, if, to get you to join patreon.com slash bumblecast or ko-fi.com slash bumblecast or become a YouTube member even, I think. Uh, hey, there you go. Come join us in the weirdness and the bizarreness that's over there. You can see the bizarre interactions for yourself. <laughs> Here's one from OzJam. Last MHA question, but how do you feel about the villains and their goals? I endure... I enjoyed Shikaraki the most, especially his grown into a symbol of fear. Growth into a symbol of fear. Sorry. Yeah. Shikaraki's all right. I can never remember his name. I just want to call him Facepalm, <laughs> which kind of undercuts the menace just a bit. Uh, if, if you watch here, Academia, you get the joke. I don't want to explain it. I want folks to not understand it and then figure it out and go, oh, God, what is wrong with you, Flynn? Uh, but I don't know. There's something about him that just doesn't click with me. He seems like he's an understudy to everything else, which I guess is kind of the point to his arc from my understanding, but it's besides the point. Um what was his name overdrive max uh the head of the yakuza gang in the uh in the plague doctor mask shoot what was his name he was awful in all the right ways like stylish and just horribly clinically vile and i greatly enjoyed all the bad things that happened to him um, most of the League of Villains I enjoy more than Shigaraki himself and more so the camaraderie, the found family that kind of manifests among them and that kind of makes them especially heartbreaking 
because you understand why they have come together and you kind of want to root for them, even though they're really awful people, but you understand why they are, uh, chief amongst them twice, twice was the best. I will never forgive Hawks. He deserves to be flambéed. Um, kind of sad that he survived his encounter with Toma. I know that's a bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to rant about it because screw you Hawks. Hate you. Hate your face. Hate you forever. And who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, All for one is great. He is a great just comic book villain. He's just like straight up unapologetically evil. There's like no depth to it. There's hand wavy philosophical excuse, but they don't even dwell on it. It's he wants what he wants and he's got the power to make it happen. He's got the presence. He, he has that excellent usage of the overwhelming power where he doesn't use it all out of pure arrogance. And when he starts to trot it out, you're like, Oh God, there's more like his showdown with all might. Oh man. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I legit didn't know if how that was going to play out. Are they going to go all the way with it? Is there going to be a vic- How is this going to play out? It got me excited about a superhero fight again. And just, wow. And part of that is the Japanese voice actors delivery is it's that perfect, smooth, deep voiced villains. Ah, it's great. <laughs> Very cool. All right. And uh, I've bumped this one up here. Um, another very generous super chat from JJ Slider. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, does any dream about any concept make an accurate version size slash design wise in the game's imaginary world dream version? Since imaginary world is big enough to hold all of the multiverse's dreams, which have no limits. Are all dream worlds constant in size? Um, I don't know. I would say not necessarily because it kind of depends on the scope of the dream. Like if you dream small, if it's like something small and incoherent and, you know, fleeting, I wouldn't imagine that's the same as a lucid dream where you actually travel and investigate and engage with the environment. But uh, that's just my head cannon. <laughs> All right. This one is another one from the Might of Kabura, who has also been generously throwing many super chats our way tonight. Thank you. Are the concepts of dimensions of reality part of the endless possibilities of space and the space of endless possibilities? Japanese subtitles. It said time is just one of them. Are there endless others? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm no physicist. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I have no idea. If that's what you want, it's whatever you want. Make it your head. Make your head cannon real to yourself, at least. Oscar the Bearcat has a question. 
Does what kind of animal a Mobian is affect their natural abilities, like a mole having sharp claws, monkeys being good climbers, and binturongs having the strongest prehensile tails? Not necessarily, because, I mean, foxes don't fly. They we've and seen. Tails is kind of neat in its own right, but, you know, it's... Uh, and I hesitate to go that route because then it means any species comes pre-built, predisposed with their abilities. I mean, I guess you kind of have that in the with the chaotix, you know, Victor's bite and SBO turning invisible as a spoof off of the color changing thing. But I wouldn't say inherently, because then like every single cat Mobian would possibly have razor claws or like every crocodile would have some kind of super bite or, you know, every cat has to be like big. It's, I, I don't like that idea myself. Hmm. Here's a question from hero squad. Sega makes not so canon. How would you write him? <laughs> well, uh, that would kind of fall upon Sega's direction. Because Nazo, from my understanding, I haven't gotten too deep into it because I don't really engage in fan content. Nazo kind of became his own thing within the fandom. And from my understanding, there was like one or two people who really embraced the idea and went wild with it. Like, I think there's fan animations out there. There, or at least animatics. there are apparently hundreds. Like millions I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot. All right. Well, yeah. Point is the fandom has kind of given him life. So the question then would be, do you pay homage to that and use that as a foundation? Or is that kind of legally questionable slash in poor taste to take from the work of so many? And, you know, would we be forced to go in a whole new direction? But in that case, the, the fandom already has their idea of what Nazo is. So official Nazo wouldn't jive with that. And I think they would be disappointed when they would be the ones that you're really trying to appeal to with this inclusion. So I don't know. I kind of see that's a no-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's one from Tysitron. I think that's what that says. Can't tell it's I can't tell if it's Tycletron or Tysitron. My eyes, my eyesight's going bad, Ian. Oh, I'm getting so old. <laughs> Kyle uh, needs new glasses. I think that's an eye. Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> uh, have you ever played or heard of the fan game Sonic before the sequel and Sonic after the sequel? If so, what do you think about them? The name rings a bell. But again, it's fan content, so I abstain for potentially paranoid levels of protection of both, of both myself and the fandom in general. I don't have to abstain. So I have played them, and they are fantastic. Absolutely worth your oh, time to play them. Yes. They're obviously, they're classic Sonic, so they're, you know, in between Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, and then Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. The, the the in-between story is is what they go for. 
and uh, they're uh, great games. Um, obviously, I got to give a shout out to Falk and uh, his music for them. There's just outstanding stuff. So well worth your time to play those. I mean, they're fan games. They're free. And they probably play on a literal potato, so. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a question from good old Scruffy Met. What are the yellow things on Amy's wrist? Are they bracelets, rings, part of her gloves? Could they have something to do with her hammer summoning? I figured they were just, like, uh, inhibitor rings. (laughs) As far as I know, they're just decorative bangles. I don't know if they're part of the gloves if, or if they're separate, like, bracelets, but they're just accessories. Ian, they are inhibitor rings. Don't lie to me. Well, if it's ever decided that they are, then guess what? We can retcon it. If she took them off, she would immediately go hyper. So that's why she wears them. Oh, she, she needs, she can't be hyper all the time. So, yes, tell us the truth, Ian. You know what the truth is. Uh (laughs) Although people are bringing up that they're training weights. Apparently they were that in Sonic Battle. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Sonic Battle has a lot of questionable lore. Some of it I want to embrace. Other parts I'm like, there's no reconciling this. Yeah, well. Spirit Sauce has a question. With the previous question showing Kit has a yandere attitude, what would happen if Kit were to get a general friend or if someone were to try? Wasn't wasn't Tails Uh, trying to? Yeah, and in general, I don't think Kit responds well because he doesn't trust anyone else. And if they did manage to gain the... uh, I don't want to say trust, but at least get him to acknowledge that they are legitimately trying to befriend him, then he would become hostile because they're taking away from his time with Surge. Mm. He he is not well. He is a broken little baby. Now, normally we'd be cutting off the show around this time, but between technical issues and windstorms and whatnot, I'm going to say let's go for a little bit more, see how many of these super chats we can get through. Alrighty, then let's do it because we've got at least 20, <laughs> 20 more here. Uh, we're probably not going to get through them all, but we'll do our best. Get through as many as we can. Maze has a question. Are there any plans to include SCR HD from Zero Gravity into the comics or anything else in the future? SCR dash HD? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, no plans on my end. It was a one-time, extremely boring boss robot fight. They blowed him up good. I'm content with that. And you know how I am about mining the minutiae and such. I SCRHD is just kind of a snore. Mm. I mean, I, I would like to see a bit more, like maybe return to some of the zero-gravity locations. See some yeah, of those extremely futuristic... Like, just even for Sonic's world, they're futuristic locations. It's kind of like a weird art style choice that they made that actually could be kind of interesting to see uh, explored in 
comics or anything else really put them in the put them you put sonic in those levels but take him off the board let him just explore let him just run around Mighty Gabura has another super chat Tails said anything is possible when it comes to the multiverse. Is anything and possibly everything on the table in Sonic's multiverse, as he implies? Sorry, run that one by me again? Tails said anything is possible when it comes to the multiverse. Is anything Uh, and possibly everything on the table in Sonic's multiverse, as he implies? He's just speculating. Tails says anything is possible, so is anything possible? Is that the question? Is anything and possibly everything on the table in Sonic's multiverse, as he implies? He's not implying that. He's outright saying that, but also he's speculating. So, sure. (laughs) Yeah, so you can't unprove it, so if that's what you want to think, go for it. Yeah. Or maybe Tails lied. You don't know. Tails lies a lot. That's his thing, you know? It's Now he's told five lies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I freaking love that Twitter takeover. <laughs> J Chance is here with a super chat question. What are your thoughts on humans having a new art style thanks to Sonic Channel with Princess Elise looking more in line with Sonic characters? Oh, I love it. Uh, Should have been yep. the standard from the get go. Yep. Ah, uh, making Elise look more like the unleashed humans. Good. Good, I say good. Metamode has a question. Does Eggman only respect Sonic to cope with the fact that he can't defeat him? (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, that's probably part of it. But I think he does legitimately respect his raw power. The fact that he is able to perform such incredible feats. He still hates the guy, but, you know, credit where it's due. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. Eggman's inhaling the copium hardcore. (laughs) <laughs> he's got it hooked up no he's not inhaling it he's got it hooked up to his, his veins he's he's taking it intravenously <laughs> uh. <laughs> here's one from testing you said that the whole city expanding and repairing itself aspect was too boring to show in a comic why make that the central conflict of the story it, it wasn't the central conflict was that the city was consuming the world around it. Consume. Consume. Here's one from another one from Might of Gabura. Do books contain worlds of their own in Sonic's multiverse? It's implied in the storybook games and even outright stated in some of the cartoons. I wouldn't go by the cartoons as, you know, hard and fast, but I guess some of the storybooks do. Depends uh, on which one. I wouldn't imagine that a nonfiction manual has its own world. That'd be extremely boring, but I'm sure one could assume that there are other storybook worlds to be had. Does every copy of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round have the storybook world when you open it up? Do you always get sucked into it, or is it just some <laughs> copies of it? Hmm. Everybody me... cracks up in their copy and goes, I don't remember there being a hedgehog in this. What in the world? <laughs> really makes you think. Or does it? I don't know. Following up on the book question, this is another one from Mike Kubura. <laughs> Are the stories in the book worlds each their own world? Makawa and Toyota liked and agreed with that opinion. Sure. I, I mean, yeah. If if they said it, that was 
the way they liked it to be, then I guess that's the way it is. Who am I to argue? <laughs> uh, all right, here's one from Power Vids Full. For reference's sake, does the white slash blue sage form have a name other than white or blue sage? Not that I'm aware of, because that wasn't in the script. Oh. Alrighty then. Stephen A. has a question. Another one. Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, who makes, in your opinion, the better movies? Spielberg. I mean, by a country mile. <laughs> yeah. Lucas had a lot of people around him that helped him make a great, great movies back in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess earlier than that, too. Although, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd call American Graffiti a great movie. It's a classic movie. But I don't know. It's, it's not really the kind of movie that I think appeals to. It definitely doesn't appeal to modern audiences. It doesn't really have much of a story. So, at least not till the end, which is weird. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, Spielberg. Spielberg actually, yeah, Spielberg, for sure. Scurvy Pirate Dog is here with another question. The events of Sonic Forces in the Sonic Boom universe. What would it be like? Boom Infinite? Commander Boom Knuckles? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the irony is that Commander Boom Knuckles as Commander, he'd probably be better. (laughs) Comparable at the very least. (laughs) Oh, man. Poor Knuckles. (laughs) You open up with this big, dramatic, you know, Star Wars-esque text crawl. Dr. Eggman has taken over Hedgehog Island. His forces rule on every corner of the X-Men, coast to coast. He has taken complete autonomy over this village, and it's the same old as ever. Like, (laughs) nobody acknowledges it. Like, there's badniks patrolling around and kind of bumping into them maybe mildly harassing and they just keep going sonic hasn't even noticed that this has happened yet knuckles is you know getting the resistance together they're gonna fight they're gonna take back their island from what from the from the conquest Eggman took over when (laughs) yesterday oh right sorry I, i stayed in i took a nap but we have we have to do something all right, all right, I'll get to it. Chill, Knuckles. Um, <laughs> there, would, there would be Eggman, the, the Eggman Empire flag involved. flying over it now. That would be the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tails is LARPing with it. It's fun. Gives him an excuse to try out some toys. Yeah. Amy is involved because she's got to keep an eye on Knuckles before he hurts somebody. Dix is convinced that this is just the first phase yeah. of a greater invasion. No, this isn't the full invasion. This is just the start. There's got to be more to it. You wouldn't go to all this effort and that was it. No, no, no. There's got to be more. Yeah. As for Infinite, well, he's just glad he's not working in Matt Burger anymore. Yeah. The mask is a little tight, but, you know, he'll work with it. <laughs> that was not the direction I expected you to go in. That was not where I thought that one would go. He's the tallest of mountains. He's the roughest of waves. <laughs> Brilliant. Genius. 
Okay. <laughs> I need a new cleanser. I've been scrubbing for days. <laughs> oh, God. Dave is not weak. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Oh, boy. I'm here for it. I miss Dave. Uh, I miss Dave so much. Make it, now that we have sticks cannon, make Dave cannon. Uh, <laughs> Dave sweep. <laughs> Scurvy pirate hog has nope. That we just did that one. Sorry. Uh, Bumblebee has a super chat. How would you make a move set for Amy? How fast would she be? What moves would she have? Would she be able to spin jump? And you can separate classic and modern Amy and explain their differences in gameplay. Uh, you already got my uh, preemptive question to your question. So classic, and again, I don't know how she plays in oh, Origins Plus. You're a little quiet, Ian. Oh, you move a move move closer, maybe or something. Did my mic disconnect? No, there you are. There you are. Okay, you're better. You're better now. All right. So again, I don't know the ins and outs of Origins Plus. So if my speculation skews close to that cool on me but this is not spoiler territory this is headcanon on my part uh classic amy the whole thing about classic gaming is that it's simple it's the one button approach yeah so it needs to stick to that you know tails jump jump again you fly knuckles jump jump again you glide you had a wall you, you climb it's it's super simple even sonic you could probably put his mania and cd and three and knuckles move sets all together it's just different directional and kind of contextual amy to that degree uh i imagine that if you could maybe do a very proper button timing press you could get an extra bounce off her spin jump say that the hammer is hitting something and kind of launching her or how else could one do this because you don't want it to be too complicated or too contextual because then it kind of throws off the flow of it. Unless that's the point. You know, Sonic is all about maintaining momentum and just going fast. Knuckles and Tails are more about exploration. What about her moves Maybe... set from the advanced games? Maybe. But then you know, it kind of comes down to how is how is she supposed to play? Is she supposed to be fast like Sonic? Or is she supposed to be more thoughtful? So then you have moments to stop and use the hammer flip or what have you. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Uh, modern Amy, I'd like to see an expansion upon what she did in Adventure. Because that gave us a pretty decent kit. You know, fairly quick, a very easy to execute hammer flip for extra height. Um readjust the hammer swinging because that spin in place thing wasn't super useful and take away the dizzy animation. That was obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, the normal hammer swing has too much cooldown for my taste. And I know it's a mm -hmm. fraction of a second, but you kind of have to stop and do, you need something to keep the momentum up mm -hmm. and maybe fold in a little bit of what you had sonic boom some of the more acrobatic stuff swinging off of various poles and stuff and using the hammer as an extension of herself 
to move around the terrain in ways that the other characters cannot. Yeah, I, I think it would make the most sense to have her re- refine her moveset a little bit and make it less, um, I suppose, stiff. Because she's kind of, she's different to play, which is appreciated, but she's also, she kind of loses the momentum in that sort of, yeah. in that sort of context, so. Then again, that might have been by design, because well, yeah, in Adventure, yeah. her gameplay was basically survival horror a very light version but yeah you know you're trying to escape an unstoppable force and so having moves that you know in one way protect you but also slow you down is an interesting trade-off yeah but we're not talking about recreating that specifically we're just talking about modern gaming in general exactly yeah all right let's move on to this one here let's get through a few more uh here's this one from razor what would Sally and Amy think of Nikki the Hedgehog? I mean, you can answer that as if you know of him. As in if you know who Nikki is, <laughs> Nikki the Hedgehog, which, yes, I think we know who Nikki is. <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nikki, the the classic manga version that transformed into Sonic through the power of God. <laughs> Amy would find him adorable. Like, oh my goodness, look at this little boy, and this is what Sonic is like deep down in his heart of hearts. I knew it. He is vulnerable. He <laughs> is just an adorable seminal. And Sally would just be befuddled. <laughs> this is, really? This turns into Sonic. This is someone that I would feel like I have to protect. This is someone you don't put on the front lines. Well, now I have misgivings about sending Sonic into the fray. I'm uh, sending poor Nikki into there. Oh, no. I'm a monster. Oh, no. What have you done? Oh, no. Oh, no. As if she, as if Sally didn't need enough therapy already as it is. <laughs> oh, poor Sally. Chaos Sonic 1 has a super chat. When I watched Game Apologist's latest video, he pointed out the final product of Mecha Series is Metal Sonic. Is this true? Like, in terms of production line? Yeah. It's not really, considering CD is supposed to be between 1 and 2 at this point. Yeah, so you have Mecha 2, and yeah, no. Like, no. there's been a lot of robots since Metal Sonic. I guess in terms of, like, I don't know, design or popularity. I don't know. Metal, I don't know Metal's the, context... the only one who's stuck around. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the last of any lasting importance, but see, I'm not, I don't know the context that the statement's made, so I can't be sure what's being conveyed. Yeah. He might be meaning not in like in-game lore, but more in the real world uh, status of the character, I suppose. And he's the last insofar as we haven't seen anything new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, don't really have time to uh, ask for any elaboration or anything, so we got to keep moving on, but Maybe we'll circle back to that one eventually. Uh, here's one from Tharja IBW. You mentioned last year that Sonic Spinball is canon to the games, but just for clarification, 
the mentions to Deke characters are not canon, correct? That is to be determined. Mm. (laughs) I have chosen my hill to die on. I just haven't met the Reaper yet. Mm. Mm. Butter Noodles has a question. Which came first, the egg or the man? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Technically the man, I guess. I guess. Since the explanation is that Eggman is a nickname that he took upon himself for empowerment. So the man comes first. He is the man. The Eggman. Cuckoo Kachoop. Domino AU has a question. Is Blaze still insecure about her chest size? I don't think that's ever going to get referenced again. Probably not. Probably not. She has grown in confidence about herself and her place in the world. Let's just say that she's found comfort in herself in more ways than one. (laughs) All right. Here is one from... Wait, hold on. Supposed to have one at the end here from Stephen A. I think that one got eaten. He asked one early on that he wanted an ending sing singing. Uh we'll come back to that one. Yeah, I think that got I think that got eaten. El Technopata has a super chat. How would the Xenomorphs and Predators be integrated into IDW and Archie? And how would you do a story of Sonic and the rest- Restoration slash Freedom Fighters clashing with them? Oh, God. Uh, in their own AU, I would hope, because they're, they're slightly tonally dissonant. Uh... <laughs> Unless you adapt the Predators and the Xenomorphs into the Sonic style. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Can you imagine a Xenomorph doing the Sonic Adventure Sonic pose with the big old tail wrapping around him to complete the circle? Okay. (laughs) Nice. All right. We got it figured out. Um, Okay. Steven, we're gonna do hold it. We're gonna do one of your questions as the last question in the episode, and then uh, the other one we're gonna hold off on. So, but thank you, thank you very much for your super chats. Now um, I'm imagining a predator with just knuckles as motif overall, gliding on those little dreadlocks. Oh, that'd be <laughs> funny. I have, I have, uh, I have just been sent some fan art of a predator in the Sonic style, and it looks awesome and also kind of hilarious. <laughs> Oh, very nice. Very nice. Excellent. Uh, So you could go that route. You could could really just soften the edges and make it kind of fun and goofy and, you know, treat them with the same menace as, like, perfect chaos at most. Or you go the complete other end of the spectrum and you have the Predator, you know, hunting down various Sonic characters and gutting them for trophies. I mean, <laughs> Predator did cross over with Archie, so anything's possible. I mean, now I'm just imagining that Eggman has to go low-tech to kill this thing. He's painted himself in mud. 
Come here. What are you waiting for? Kill me. I'm right here. <laughs> he gets clobbered with a log that's shaped like the Death Egg robot fist. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> if you do the Xenomorph crossover, you know, Sonic's like, oh, here's another evil beastie. I'll just spin dash it like all the other robots and busts it open, gets coated in acid blood and dies in the first act of this crossover oh, oh no <laughs> non-canon clearly <laughs> wow what the heck he <laughs> dang <laughs> i mean i guess they asked <laughs> you thought metal virus was bad just wait till the issue ends with cream locked in a room and the xenomorph egg starts to open no <laughs> no <laughs> they put it in front of me you gotta tell me not to go there. You didn't. You didn't have to. Yeah, I did. Okay, you did. That's why they paid the super chat money. Uh, <laughs> that's why you guys pay the big box. <laughs> Fine. Oh uh, wow. <laughs> Here's another super chat from Emil C. How would a Cult of the Lamb slash Sonic crossover go? Okay, so I'm only like passingly familiar with Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, but again, I mean it's a cult. It's a cult game, <laughs> like yeah. literally a game about building a cult. <laughs> and again, either you sand off the edges so that you turn the whole cult aspect into something that's. Uh, generally accessible or you go the whole other direction and you embrace its cutesy horror aspect and you take the plot armor off the sonic characters oh boy <laughs> so you thought metal virus is bad just wait till the issue ends with cream on the altar uh, so 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 yeah there's a uh... Hmm. I don't know if this would. I don't know if this would fly, Ian, because there's a lot of there's a lot of like poop in Cult of the Lamb, and we're not supposed to acknowledge any bodily functions in Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the big concern with this crossover. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why wow. do you summon Mephilus at the end? <laughs> Ah, me files. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. We are losing our minds at this nearly two and a half hour mark. Boy, all right. Uh we're gonna go ahead and do just one more. <laughs> we're gonna do well, we're gonna do a couple more here. Uh this one's from Quazel J. Who from Sonic's cast could convince Proto Man that to undergo the repairs he needs for his power core, or would he try to um, unalive them on the spot? <laughs> you can say kill. No, Blue... I don't care what YouTube says. <laughs> Blues wouldn't uh, be that hostile to anyone who's trying to convince him to do something for his own good. Like, I think ultimately, deep down, he knows what needs to be done, but he can't accept it himself. So if anyone is trying to convince him of that, he's going to be surly, but he's not going to be violently 
murderously hostile towards them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone was going to sway him, I don't know. There's a few folks that might be able to do it. Like Aaliyah did the story in the World Unite crossover where Knuckles gets him to at least back down from the suicide run. Sonic, I could almost see really emphasizing that it's his choice to do this. He's not going to try to talk him out of it one way or the other, but you know what you want to do. You know what you should do. If you ain't going to do it, that's on you, buddy. Live and let live. It's kind of like reverse psychology him into it. Everyone's trying, and everyone else tries to convince him to do it. And Sonic's like, eh, do or don't. It's up to you, man. Well, darn it. Now I guess I will have to. (laughs) Or just in general, like the wholesomeness of Amy or Cream might get him to turn around. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, and we got one last question I'm going to do here. This is a special request. Yet another one from Stephen A. <laughs> he's asking he's asking for their third song request. They're making it a thing now. Ian, Apparently can, so. Ian, can you sing Up There from the South Park movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I have the range for this? <laughs> I sent you the link for the lyrics. So Just the mic, if you need them. I see. I see. <clears throat> Do I remember how this goes? Well, let's see. Acapella, no rehearsal, worst possible conditions. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Wrapping up the Bumblecast. Sometimes I think when I look up real high that there's such a big world up there. I'd like to give it a try. But then I sink, because it's here I'm supposed to stay. But I get so lonely down here. Tell me why it's got to be that way. Up there, there's so much room where babies burp and the flowers bloom. Everyone dreams I can dream too. Up there, up where the skies are ocean blue, I could be safe and live without a care. Up there. (laughs) (laughs) They say I don't belong. I must stay below alone. Because of my beliefs, I'm supposed to stay where evil is sown. But what is evil anyway? Is the reason to the rhyme. Without evil, there can be no good. So it must be good to be evil sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Up there, there's so much room. Where babies burp and flowers bloom. Everyone dreams I can dream too. Up there up where the skies are ocean blue i can be safe and live without a care live without a care if i could only live up there (laughs) bravo was there more is that it (laughs) just a little bit of riffing at the end but 
Yeah. We have reached the limit. Uh, I think, you, I, I, think you, I think you're. I think you. I think you. Yeah, you've you've won't, your voice is officially <laughs> toast. <laughs> I I can hear the note. I know where it must go. My throat cannot reach there. No, <laughs> it's way too up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so folks, that was that's it. Bumblecast live. Thank you so much, everyone, for supporting the show, for all your questions. Huge thanks to Jennifer and Professor Wright for managing all all those questions. Uh, Anyone that we couldn't get to, they will be added to the various queues, and we will get to them as soon as we can. Uh, You got anything else to wrap us up with, Kyle? Uh, Nope. I don't have anything else. Uh, I'm I'm seeing one here from the chat just real quick. Um, Ian, did you see the South Park movie in theaters? I did not know. No, I didn't. I didn't either. No, I was too young. I think. Plus, I was like, I didn't really care much for South Park. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't know. I've gone back and forth on South Park. Now I think it's pretty funny, but I don't. I don't watch it religiously. But I've seen some entertaining bits from it, including that oh. song that you just sung. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> thank you so much everyone be good to yourselves be good to each other and we will see you next time on the bumblecast take care everybody we'll see you next month with uh more crazy questions on all your super chats by the way any of the super chats we didn't get to we'll be getting to them uh, within the coming episodes so stay tuned thanks everybody see you next time 